Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Wrestle me, Mark. Wrestle me, Peter. Oh, we're back with more razzling. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's got Zed's in. Yeah, razzling. Razzling, razzling sounds like a really good sort of. That would be the sort of wrestling event that was put on by a promoter who didn't know much about wrestling, <laughs> but had seen there was money to be made. Yeah, razzling. And I'm, I'm trying to put a bit more celebrity into the whole. You know, forget <laughs> the smoky billiard halls. This is razzling. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to dazzle with our razzle. Oh, that, uh, you're. I'm going to put you on 50k. <laughs> <laughs> Impossible not to picture Vic Reeves' character from the club there. Yes. You're razzling. <laughs> <laughs> I think about the club so much. I think about the bouncers. Yep. Uh, quack, quack. Yeah. Hi. I don't know. Quack, quack. Oh, no. You wouldn't say that if you say, would you, Terry? <laughs> no. I know, I wouldn't. I just, there's so much to love about that whole kind of little, uh, little, little uh, world. I love Reeves I just, I love them so much. And like, there was a little piece in the, in the paper recently that they're going to be doing a feature film about okay. two men searching for Michael Jackson's white glove. And I, I, I will always adore anything they do. Yeah. I think they are absolutely fucking gods. Remember when, remember when they did, remember when uh, Foster's went round and they spent a lot of money on some new partridge, some new fast show, Yeah. And they gave the Chris and Bob Mortimer. <laughs> they just did Mr. Nakamoto in a car park. I know. I don't, I'm Mr. Nakamoto. It was so racist. It was I'm from Hong Kong. That thing of going, where should we film? And going, well, let's film so my house isn't in shot. <laughs> but, but we'll do it. So we'll do it over there. There's a vacant plot. Amazing. I, I tell you what though, I, I dream about them saying, um, so so we've decided uh, it's a Netflix thing. We've decided we're going to do nine series of the club. Yeah, uh, that would be my dream come true. There was there were so many great. If you if you're a wrestling fan uh, or you're younger or too old for uh, reason, Mark, I don't know how that would be possible. But the club. Yeah. It's series, it's, it's the smell, isn't it? Smell of Reeves and Mortimer, I think, isn't or it? Or is it Bang Bang, or is it It's Reeves and Mortimer? It was certainly one of the only good things in that series, yes. I think Yes, they are all on, there's a little uh, a web portal I've discovered, <laughs> which is I've called... I've opened a web portal. Which is called a YouTube. It's mainly just the DX band and <laughs> Reeves and Mortimer episodes in, in which the club and Kinky John is involved. Uh, yes. <laughs> King, kinky John. Oh, amazing. <laughs> uh, really worth seeing. Oh, wow. Uh, well, let's go from something we really enjoyed to something which I uh, didn't... I don't like this WrestleMania. Well, Rage Against the Machine band, the DX band are there for a bit, and then um, it's uh, Triple H with China. 
Yes. And Owen Hart. Yeah. Defeating Owen Hart. I'm going to say it. I'm going to blummin' say it. Lord. So it all starts with the side of the slot again, handcuffed to China, yep. who is, uh, who's great again. Yeah, she's really, really good, isn't she? Mm. Uh, again, they use her so sparingly, mm. she just has to do one thing, she does it perfectly. Mm. Uh, there's a good bit where she sort of throws this... They, they always used to use powder in I wrestling. Do, I, I don't know what, like... Bearing in mind what they've gone through, yeah. I don't think they should be throwing around bags of powder that come out of nowhere, just fall out of people's shorts. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's that thing, isn't it? Where in the old days, the powder used to be either used by Japanese wrestlers who mm. would do the salt ceremony like mm. in sumo, and that would end up in your eyes, or by weightlifters, and so they'd chalk their hands mm. up before wrestling, and that would end up in your eyes. Was it Macho Man who left it in a, when he was working in a New York subway? No, uh, Brutus Beef. Was that Brutus Beef? Yeah. yeah, but that wasn't... <laughs> Salt or, or, no, or weightlifting powder. That was cocaine. That the was drug. white girl. That was, uh, but, that was some primo white girl. But credit to him, he fessed up because it was at the time when Anthrax he thought he was could, big. Because he thought he could have it back. <laughs> that is technically my property. <laughs> I, I know. Well it's, well, it's actually only illegal if you reported it to a police officer, and there's no need to do that. Um, <laughs> there is a weird thing where you sort of go: the most natural thing for any wrestler to be carrying would be four pounds of a white powder yes. wrapped in cellophane. <laughs> Um, that would be the natural thing to throw at Sergeant Slaughter. Um, and he does actually react like he, you know, he is just off his nut. Because <laughs> if it was powder, you'd just go, oh, my fucking eyes. Yeah, you, re- I mean, you he, stupid idiot. She gets him right in the kisser. But he her. rolls around the floor like he's in, you know, Studio 54 in 1982 following his, following his, um, he had a legendary match with Pat Patterson uh, in about 1981, uh, where it was like a New York street fight. It's properly good. Um, and I imagine after that, they just went to Studio 54. I imagine they didn't go to Studio 54. I, I they imagine, would not be allowed to I imagine Studio they went 54. to a flea pit hotel where, where they <laughs> shared a toilet. <laughs> I just think that's what happened. Um, there's, there's a, the one thing that is good about this is the the end uh, move. Mm. Triple H does the pedigree, and quite often the pedigree looks crap because you sort of jump and you're holding their arms, but you have to let their arms go, otherwise you'll just break their arms uh, when you do the move. Mm. And this one just looks really good. It's one mm. of the few times I've actually seen it. Sort of, you go, oh, that <laughs> looks quite good. I see what this move is supposed, supposed to, be to be like because normally <laughs> it looks like the shit. Um, <laughs> The uh, the match itself is pretty bland, but Owen Hart he'd actually he came into it with an injury. He he right. damaged his ankle, um, uh, I think a month beforehand, mm. and up until pretty much he came out to the ring, he was wearing a leg brace. And so the mm. match, it, it, you know, they're not one hundred percent in it. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's sort of quite boring. It's it's odd considering the quality of the two wrestlers there. It's surprising it's as boring as it is. There was um, a, a Triple H fan who was doing the crotch chop thing. Uh-huh. That, I didn't realise that was... <laughs> he was doing, basically doing it with with these inexplicably... Um, they, they weren't even, like, pointed finger hands, big form <laughs> hands. They were just two big blue form hands. It didn't really make any sense. I he's saw those, the, yeah. And he's doing, like, the crotch chop. But, like, all of these... My friend Craig used to do the crotch chop a lot. And uh-huh. he used to do also the, um, the, the, the... Like, sort of... I'm doing this, basically. That. that whatever that is. Yeah, no, I don't know what that is. Is that That was just exposing your penis and <laughs> testicles to me. Totally unacceptable. Was that not Owen Hart? Oh, I can't remember. Who well, did oh, that? Yeah. Well, it's a I sort of re- crouch and lifting up an arm. Yeah. No, no like, you're thinking of a sideways one. So yeah. You, yeah, the sideways. You, you, you went forward. No, I wasn't going forward. No, this, yeah, I couldn't this, help this, being... This is the dream. Let me tell you. <laughs> Shawn Michaels can't do this at fucking 43. Here we go. So it's, it's like, it goes like that. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, that's yeah. the one. So my mate used to do that a lot, and he also used to do the crotch shop, and I couldn't, and I never really, 
put two and two together, that was where it came from, Triple H's crotchy... crotchy yes. Crotch, crotch. By yeah. the time DX was big, I was actually working in... Uh, an office. So <laughs> I didn't really see, it, so see much that. of it. No, so I couldn't do that. No, the wonders of age. <laughs> Owen, um, Owen Hart looks real heavy. He uh, does, doesn't he? It was, it was funny when he fell into Triple H's balls. This is the era of ball injuries. In fact, you see a lot of this with South Park. There's loads of South Park signs and things. And that's also got a fascination with ball smashing. Chocosotty balls. Yeah, ball smashing and, you know, homosexuality mm. and y- your dick i watched i watched a i watched a, a south park for the first time in about 15 years uh-huh. i've never i ran i ran out of i watched a family guy i was like I'd, I'll, I'll catch up but i've not seen south park in years and i watched it it's, it's all right it's like <laughs> they do like a they do like a um it's a school shooting episode where the school kept kids getting shot up but no one's making a big deal out, out of it because it obviously happens every day in America yeah and there's only one woman who's going mental about it one parent who's going oh my god I can't believe it. and everyone the whole town's going Gone through the menopause and shit. <laughs> it's quite a nice conceit. That's, really. that's, uh, I, I mean, it. that is a good piece of observational comedy. <laughs> yeah. Insofar as that probably isn't a new episode by any means, <laughs> and that joke is now an old joke. And you go, "Wow, we've got to the point where that the joke about no one caring is an old is joke." An old joke now, yeah. you go, "Oh, that hoary old chestnut." Yeah, Fucking incredible. Hell. There's uh, a lot of um, three sixteen signs mm. as well. So I started writing down whenever you see one. Mm. Uh, the Cartman three sixteen was there. That's in there, yeah, with a big Cartman, yeah, yeah, and then Poop Dog three sixteen. That so that turns up <laughs> poop dog 316 so that is the start of the um the big match uh, undertaker uh, and kane mm-hmm. featuring paul bearer the majesty of the start of that match that sparks the, <laughs> the the horror the fire the lightning and then it cuts to the sign in the crowd that says poop dog 316. Now, I've Googled Poop Dog 316 because everything in wrestling means something and I didn't know. And I was like, Poop Dog, it's got to be something. And one person's got the Twitter handle Poop Dog 316. And I think, I can't remember what they tweeted. They're like, the dog's in a shit. I'm hungry. And then that's all I've tweeted. Poop Dog 316. I was just like, oh, this this is such a good start to a match. You see, And uh, then the Poop Dog 316 see, uh, uh, Poor old Undertaker as well. WrestleMania 13. You know, there's a sign that isn't in here. It does, it does pop up in his match, but it's mm. the one that says Undertaker is not a homo. <laughs> which is just, what a bad piece of luck. You'd sort of go, make sure there's no signs that say Undertaker is not a homo. <laughs> I imagine it's the Attitude Era. People are going, does that mean you're a homo? <laughs> no. Any signs that say Undertaker is or whatever, get rid of them. Get rid of them. <laughs> uh, f- a fucking poop dog three sixteen. Well, you didn't say get rid of the poop dog three sixteen. Oh, Martin, you've got to think this through, mate. I come out there looking fucking spectacular. I found uh, so there was one floating around the internet where it was just like Des- was it Destiny's Child and SWV? No, <laughs> oh, it, was, yeah. it was Des- <laughs> Destiny's Child and TLC are lesbians. Yeah, <laughs> and they spelled Destiny D E S T I N E Y S Destiny's Child. Oh. And TLC are lesbians. What a funny thing that someone holding a Destiny's Child and TLC are lesbians sign turns out not to be that educated. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Um, Match Uh. four. Uh, talking of everyone being a lesbian, uh, Goldust and Luna (laughs) versus Mark Merrow and Sable. Yeah. Um, Do you know what? I I mean, Dustin Rhodes is not in the best shape of his career here. But he, again, he turns out to be one of the people who is in a key match. I'd totally forgotten how big Goldust was after that initial thing of introducing him. Yes. When he was sexually mysterious. Mm. Every WrestleMania, he's sort of high in the mid-card. He has a big match. And I tell you what, the crowd in this 
cannot get enough of Sable. Yeah. This is a real thing where they, 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 she comes out, this is her first ever match. Right. And they've been building and building and building to it with her having a feud with Luna Vachon. And Luna Vachon had to train her and it, she said working with Sable is very difficult. Mm. That Sable said, oh, I, I'll be fine. And she was like, no, I've got to teach you. Um, Vince McMahon, or, or certainly people high up, mm. had said to Luna Vachon, if Sable ends up getting hurt at all in this match, you are fired. Really? You know, this, this, she is money, mm. so don't even bruise her, was what Luna said that she was told. They get into the ring, and Jesus Christ, do people want to see Sable. Yeah. They want to see Sable so fucking badly. And poor Mark Merrow, <laughs> who was the man who signed the contract. I was reading about, uh, they, 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 were, they, they were married, and Mark Merrow had seen the problems that people had on the road, and they didn't see their family, mm. and they, they ended up having affairs. And one of the things that he asked for in his contract with the WWF, he said, I want my wife to be with me at all times. Mm. So I want, every time I get a plane ticket, I want two. Mm. You know, if there's a hotel, I've got to have a double bed yeah. so that my wife can be there. Mm. They they flew him in to sign his contract, and he was he received a ticket, and he said, I'm, "There's there's only one ticket here." And they were like, "You're literally coming to sign your contract." And he said, "I want two tickets." I made this really clear. Yeah. And they went credit to you. All right, mate, you get that. They bring him in, and Sable, you know, he says she could be a valet. Jesus Christ, he had no idea she was going to blow up so much. He was he was he gave one of the biggest stars of the nineties mm. their break. Because he was a considerate husband, and I suppose it slightly blew them apart. Mm. But you can see him in that, where no one is paying any attention to him. And yeah. he, over the last year, as his wife has got bigger and bigger and bigger, and he's realised he's just the valet yeah. to his wife, who's mm. never even got in the ring. Mm. And I don't know what's happened to him, but it's like his face is shrinking <laughs> on his on his head. Well, it, well like he's disappearing into his own. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. The power and the love people have for his wife, because because he's kind of playing a kind of macho man, kind of Miss Elizabeth kind of role at the end, at the end. Kind of like yeah. he's sort of saying, "Get out of my ring, get out, yeah. go away," and stuff. Because everybody loves um, her. It's just... uh, there's a little bit of uh, a sort of intro that Michael Cole does mm. uh, the voiceover, and he just sort of says, "I mean, I mean, this is the thing when you hear this is your employer." Yeah, the line is everyone kept looking past Mero on his rise to mediocrity. The fans hate him and they embraced Sable. And he must have listened to that and gone, fuck, this isn't a joke anymore. That's literally how I we feel. We a shared account. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, um, it, they, they sort of go off that expose kind of TMZ kind of presentation, don't they? Sort of like, yes. it, it's very kind of, and here's behind the music, so to speak. Yes. Things are going wrong. They, and there's a couple of clips they show as well of Goldust mm. in a period where he's like dressed as sort of <laughs> a massive Marilyn Manson. Well, he's like, he's like, he's sort of wearing some like mad, he's like a fat bloke <laughs> in like some fat, tall bloke. Yeah. Wearing some pretty decent looking lingerie <laughs> I know, I at some point. Yeah, he kind of fills it out quite. It kind of it, works. It, 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 <laughs> he wears a thong at one point. He looks quite curvy. I've written a works list for me, mate. A works list of things that I think he looked like. Now, I mean, you know me. None of these are going to be particularly relatable. <laughs> <laughs> um, a massive Chinese cane. Um, he um, looks like Dusty Rhodes when he's had his face cut off. Um, a bootleg toy of NWO Sting. Uh, like Boris Johnson making an appearance in Oni Baba. What's Oni Baba? Oni Baba's this brilliant 1960s Japanese horror. It's really good. Uh, actually, if you take nothing else from this podcast, we do watch Oni Baba. It's really great. It's about sort of witches. Um, he looks like Russ Abbott dressing as the Kool-Aid man. 
<laughs> and I've also written, he looks shit. <laughs> he does look really dumpy. He does look shit. Oh, but poor man. But he is, he, has, he is wearing it. He's got a thong... He's got thong pants on. Yep. He's got thong pants during this match. And there's a there's a woman in the crowd who's got um who's got a big sign saying, I love gold dust. And then at least he's got her email address. <laughs> which is gold dust without the uh, or gold dust girl at AOL.com. And I'm <laughs> gonna be emailing that later and seeing if she's still around. If you if you want to know uh, how dust to girl. check out wrestling on AOL and you're in Britain, just go to just AOL, go to- <laughs> click on international, click on sports, click on wrestling, click on sports. Luna's <laughs> Luna's hair. Braids forward slash Elizabeth forward slash ladies of wrestling. This is also a, 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 a bit where everyone's in like really shiny PVC, yeah. and you've moved to, from the era of you know matte clothes to yeah. everyone is now wearing these sweaty things. I mean, Sable looks like she's been dipped in ink. It's uh, <laughs> it's sensational. It's really sensational. <laughs> and weirdly, she's in the ring. They give her quite a lot to do. Yeah, and she is really good. Yeah, I mean, she's right, was she? Uh, it must have been quite choreographed. But yeah, geez, oh, she, I mean, it, uh, as debuts go. She is, it's that perfect thing of she comes out and the crowd are like, she is one of the biggest stars of all time. Luna, and by the end, they're like, she is twice the star that we even thought she was. Yeah. Amazing. Luna's uh, hair really works in this. Her sort of tight kind of um, braids, they go all over the place. They're yeah. crazy. Yeah, and she's, she, uh, you know, I just, th- there's a good dynamic between the two of them. Mm. It, you've got that sort of thing of Sable is so beautiful and sort of like cat-like, mm. and Luna is a bit like a goblin, you know, <laughs> yeah. and she's got sort of she's like... like um, a woman you see at a skit night. <laughs> <laughs> who's really angry with her boyfriend and is climbing on him. Yeah. Or, hitting him. Or you meet a really hip, sort of hippie girl, and she's like, oh, my mum's coming, and then that's her mum. And you're, <laughs> you're a bit like, oh, gosh, they go, they go a bit feral, don't they, hippies? <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they, 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 it then goes to... Um, or at one point, it's... Um, uh, Vinny uh, Pazienza, the uh, boxer. Yep, he's has, in the audience. Yes. He uh, has been arrested on a variety of charges, including alcohol-related, defensive, domestic violence, passing bad checks, and disorderly conduct. Uh, Only a matter of time before they stick him in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> 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 uh, I saw the poster as well, just at this bit, which said, Sable and Luna, whose are bigger? Oh. Yeah. Mm. So, um, I, I thought, well, let's... Did you make a decision at the time? I let's, don't, I let's, don't let's even this up. And if I was there, I'd like you to imagine if you see this match that I'm there with a big sign that says, who has the hairier bollocks, marrow or gold dust? <laughs> let's, uh, let's... Who has the sweatier bollocks? It's gold dust because you're wearing three layers of clothing, yeah. one of which is a thong. Do you know what? i tell you the other thing I think in this is properly exciting mm. is there's a bit where Sable does a powerbomb mm. and the crowd go nuts and Luna kicks out. Mm. And it seems like a stupid thing because that's like a finishing move. Right. And the crowd... Uh, they sort of go, ah, oh, and they deflate, but then they come back up. And what they start doing is they start chanting, Sable, Sable. Mm. And I was thinking, I think this is the first time, certainly that I can think of, and it doesn't happen a huge amount, where a female wrestler has had a spontaneous chanting of her name by the crowd. Yeah. I, 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 could, I honestly can't think of many others. Mm. You know, I can't think of any off the top of my head. Right. And I think that's actually a key moment. I can't actually think if there's been a load of times where a wrestler's name has been chanted by a crowd of either sex at this mm. point. It doesn't really happen. No. Uh, you, you get it more when Mick Foley does Hell in the Cell in about six months, they'll chant Foley, Foley. But at this point where they're chanting Sable, 
Maybe it's I'm totally wrong, pretty. but I haven't noticed this happen at all no. before this bit. Weird. Well, Certainly I, I, for a woman. The rest of the minis have watched. There's, I mean, the crowd's been divided between people who are really into it and people who are just like, I'm just, I've got a free ticket. I'm yeah, coming. I'm coming. entirely. There's a child who holds <laughs> up a poster that says, Sable, will you marry me? He's about 13. <laughs> you know, mate, you're, you, what, you, what he is suggesting is fucking criminal. <laughs> I, I, I imagine, it's 20 years, I imagine he is still in prison for some dirty crime. It's a child, Mark. <laughs> he was. He was. <laughs> somebody, makes, somebody makes a point that um, it's the third mixed tag in WrestleMania history, and Dusty was in one of them. Oh, yes, so with Thweet Thafar. Thweet Thafar. Lovely, versus Sherry and uh, Randy Savage. Mm. Lovely. Indeed. Yes, she's um, uh, also, uh, she, she goes on, Sable, and I think, I think she's got another WrestleMania, so I might save this a bit, but she mm. does go on to, uh, uh, she, she, she is so big yeah. that she goes a bit to her head, and she ends up suing the WWE for $110 million. Whoa. Um, saying it was an unsafe working environment, that she was sexually harassed, mm. and, and that all sort of disappeared. She ended up coming back, having a good little run. She is now currently married to Brock Lesnar. Yes. They have two children together. Um, but uh, I, I had a look. The only thing I sort of saw, I was trying to look for stuff about this time because I think what we'll probably talk about next WrestleMania will be her Playboy stuff. And mm. that's also a really key moment. Um, but I found there was a film she was in in 2003 called Slaves of the Realm. Right. And honestly, if we, if we said to ourselves, right, we got an hour before you've got to do your show on Absolute Tonight, <laughs> shall we film an hour-long film <laughs> with some women? Um, we'll make it up as we go along. Mr. Ma- Mr. Nakamoto, come. <laughs> there is a scene of two women working in a mine, and the mine has clearly been built in, like, an office at night. <laughs> it is magic. But that's Slaves of the Realm, and she, she realm. is in that, and she's uh, clearly got quite a large role of explanation. Um, <laughs> you, do, you do wonder, when you sort of go, Sable is doing the explanation, the quality of the other actresses. Um, how <laughs> Have a look, wonder no more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hook me up. I'll have to have, uh, I'll have to check that. Out. That's amazing. Um, and then we move on to another slobber knocker. Yes. Uh, Jeff Jarrett and Jennifer Flowers comes out. Yeah. Um, Jeff Jarrett and yeah, that was that bit where Jennifer Flowers and Jeff Jarrett is going. Oh, you're nice. He goes, Jennifer, honey, I got one question for you tonight. Ain't I great? <laughs> that was his uh, catchphrase, and she says, "Honey, I've been with great, and you are great." You're pretty too. I think we need to do a duet. And you can really see Jarrett going, fucking hell, she's forward. <laughs> so, so I literally said, ain't I great? You could have said yes. Always well, watching. And she's all like, hey, let's do a duet together. Don't, ooh. Steady. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is Steady. getting out of control. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, this, this match, again, The Rock is, is uh, leaps and bounds from the last time we saw mm. him. Not even from the last WrestleMania, but no. from Survivor Series. Yep. He's come on and on. This match is hot. Ken Shamrock is good. It's got a bit of a sort of smudged ending where he, he beats Rocky, but yes. they disqualify him because he attacks a load of referees. That's a, um, oh, what do they call that? They call it, um, after Dusty, don't they? A dusty finish. Uh, yeah, where someone's where they, got the title and... You and know, then later on they say, no. Yes, exactly <laughs> that. So you get the pop and uh, this, uh, Dusty finish would normally be the day after. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. It's, it's, it's such no, a tiny... No, that was um, the, uh, the this dumpster be a... match later on, isn't it? Because they used the wrong dumpster. That's right, yeah. So that, that's a dusty finish. Mm. Um, the, the, it, it's a, a sort of reverse decision. And 
actually, it didn't seem to do any any damage. It made Rocky hated more. Yeah. Ken Shamrock looked like an unbeatable you monster. Know, monster. I could watch Ken Shamrock body slam normal sized men oh. all day. Do you know what? He flings them. <laughs> nobody flings nobody them. goes on about how great Ken Shamrock is in this mm. WWF run. He is so much better than you think. Yeah. He is so good. Yeah. Nobody talks about him. Mm. You just he's just sort of disappeared. He's fallen by the wayside. And he's, it's, he's in. He's, he's probably the. He's in better shape than any wrestler since Rick Rude. Oh, like absolutely. And the other thing is, he brings an intensity mm. that I think only people like Bret Hart in the last two years of his WWF career yeah. and Stone Cold. He he just had a great intensity, mm. and once you have that intensity, everything seems a bit more real. Mm. He was he was brilliant. I mean, he really is good. perfect for this era where everything's you know yeah. smashing and, things and oh chairs. God, Rock is... hits him in the head with a chair. He's in all uh. of the VTs, he gets hit about five times in the head with a chair. This is the point where <laughs> they're still not. They're not. No one's really 100% aware of the link between concussions yeah. and very, very serious, you know, problems. Yeah. That, that's one of the things that they sort of said in uh, the Benoit thing. He, he took a lot of chair shots. But, yeah. But then I think one wrestler was going, I saw him. He used to duck the head shot. <laughs> he used to tuck the, duck the head chair shots. He's going, you still getting hit with a yes, chair, though, aren't you, mate? I, You're supposed to take them with you. I mean, there, is, there, is, there is, in the film Beyond the Mat, you, there's, a, there's a close-up sort of examination of a, of a match between The Rock and Mick Foley. And Mick Foley has his hands hanging behind him and Rock hits him over the head with a chair again yeah. and again much too hard it's yeah. really gruesome but this one Shamrock so does get the, hit there's the attack ad basically when the Rock goes for yeah. goes for well, Senate I mean what's, well absolutely <laughs> just, one, a, one, just one of a the... collection of the Rock hitting people over the head with a chair <laughs> you want that you want that in, you want that in the, in the, in the White House yeah right. <laughs> are you going to run against him <laughs> I, I think actually you'd, you'd hope that the Rock was a Democrat but I believe he's actually yeah, a Republican, probably is a Republican. Oh, they're all Republican aren't they there's very few well they got all that money don't they they hate yeah. taxes <laughs> hate taxes <laughs> you know want to be everyone's friend but if yeah. you say can you give this poor veteran $30, they'll go, no, mate, I'm not, not doing that. But that's what I don't understand. How can they all be Republican if they can't get insurance? Yeah. And, they, and I imagine, like, they, they spend a lot of time just fucking sewing themselves <sighs> up because they don't want to go to a fucking hospital. Do you know what I so think They don't is, want universal you know health care. It it's the American dream, isn't it? Yeah. That you go, you can pull yourself up with your bootstraps, you're yeah. just going to want it enough. Mm. Well, I've, got, I'm, I've only got one eye. <laughs> Ma, <laughs> Ma, um, uh, but, but God, does he hit him hard? There mm. was uh, we've talked about it in previous episodes, but there was a big concussion case that had been running with a lot of the old wrestlers, right? Um, who had been grouped together, and they were saying that the WWE were aware that repeated concussions could cause very serious. You know, con- uh, it, it's difficult to say really because it, it, it can lead to degenerative brain injury mm. and things like that. And they basically said, "Wasn't that the band that were playing?" <laughs> <laughs> they, they basically sort of said the WWE were aware of this and they and they and they hid it. Yeah, um, they they weren't aware of it. But you can see through this late nineties period, people are taking severe, dangerous shots to the head, yeah. and it does. It really makes you wince mm. looking at this massively. Oh, awful. Yeah. Um, you know, just uh, thrilling, thrilling Sham- Shamrock and the Rock. Mm. I en- I, this was this was fine. I enjoyed this. Um, a little advert afterwards that, that that we've seen before. We saw it at the last WrestleMania, uh, which was about being a wrestler. Lace my boots. Lace my boots. <laughs> and did you notice last time we saw that at the Survivor Series, that was Bret Hart's line. Yeah, didn't it get replaced by... Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Straight in. <laughs> Stone Cold, can you just read this? Didn't Bret do that? Yep. I'll do it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, do you need me to urinate on anyone's uh, <laughs> grave? No? 
any belts cold, cold, it, cold, 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 cold. <laughs> um, there's a sign at this point um, that just says, <laughs> UPS sucks. <laughs> no idea why. And Do you know, 20 years old and still as true today as it was then. <laughs> so strange. <laughs> and then, uh, but in the, um, yeah, the, the rock, because they end up sort of brawling on the degeneration stage, on the band yeah. kind of stage. The no, stage is generous. No, yeah, it's those on, on little, the, those little boxes. Of step? Yeah, those little boxes <laughs> they put together in a modular fashion to create a stage. Um, you see that quite a lot, but um, yeah, he, the rock really doesn't want to get slammed onto that. He puts no. his arm out last minute. No, 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 rock is bright. Farouk forsakens him. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Don't start! Will you stop? Don't start! It's early! Don't start, please! Will you stop? Why don't you stop? And there's another there's another sign um, that says, uh, Joe Stalker fears free education. <laughs> not a clue. I thought Joe Stalker maybe is a wrestler. <laughs> I could not find a single... The only thing I could find with Joe Stalker is a man who spends his time opening old packets of G.I. Joes, and one of them is called Stalker. That's right. the only thing I can find. But jo- yeah, Joe Stalker fears free education. I thought he might be a senator or something. He might be, you know... No. Might... No. Weird. Just, Very strange. Th- th- there is that funny thing of... I suppose it was, the, the, it was one of the few times that you could be on TV... <laughs> so you could get your weird messages to your presumably just your like circle of friends. Yeah, there's always watching wrestling. There's again. always a lot that will say something like you know Pat Johnson, <laughs> you know uh, fears Austin or whatever yeah. it would be, or, or Austin fears Mike mm. Dooton. You know, just <laughs> weird.
weird people's names, you know. If anyone manages to get a uh, wrestle me, uh, you know, flag on on oh, any any WWE project uh, product, we yeah. will give them a t shirt. or something. I agree. Or mm. or or I was back. Well, I, was, I tell you what, we've got new merch coming fairly okay. soon. We'll give them whatever that is. I I think we could extend that to if you manage to get it onto a British wrestling. Okay, that is. Screen above a certain level. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got. Be, Newcastle yeah. has its own TV channel, <laughs> and I've seen wrestling on that. I mean, the other thing is, if you were a wrestler who hates this show, you could just really rip us off all the time and just keep getting our merchandise by going. Well, you said. Yeah. Actually, I've, I've got a little codicil to this. We're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it sounds uh, like a logistical nightmare. Yeah, it really does. Oh, um, mate. Th- th- when uh, Road Dog comes out to... Um, who's great on the mic? What a great voice that guy's got. So good. Brilliant. Oh, really you such didn't a good... know? He's got every... He's got all the beats, all the rhythm. He's got a massive speech to fucking remember. And he gets it all out. Wonderful. Yeah. And they mute um, the F in WWF for some reason. I don't yes. know why. Well, that might be a hangover from when... Th- there was a, a legal case brought mm. against uh, the WWF. Yeah. And basically what it was was the World Wildlife yes, Fund for yeah, Nature yeah, yeah. had said... It's fine that you that you have WWF.com. Right. Um, they were like, it's fine that you're called WWF. I think there was just something where they said, could you please not do have it a panda. In, these, <laughs> yeah, in these circumstances? Yeah. And the WWF were like, we'll do what we like. And they just did it and did it and did it. And so they, they got caught. And I, I, I can't remember what the thing is. You can just Google it right now yeah, and it'll yeah, tell yeah. you. But it is that thing of they had to... They, they were basically allowed to be the WWF. Mm. And by their own arrogance, they had to change their entire uh, brand because <laughs> they were asked to do one thing and they, and they didn't continually it. flagrantly ignored well, they, it. And the WW and it just dips the audio when they when they go for yeah. F or E or maybe I don't know what they're bloody doing. It's changed over recent years so they've been able to there was a point where they had to blur out every time the WWF logo oh, appeared and it was that? on all the turnbuckles. So you'd buy a DVD in the mid 2000s and it would just be a continual thing of just blurs everywhere yeah. because because they were stupid mm. because they were silly. And <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I can't tell you as well. I mean, you, I, this would be so easy to do at home because you can just Google what it was. Mm. But it's something really small. Yeah. It's not a thing that they went, but we wanted to move into the British market or European market. It was just it, like it was they along told the lines of, please <laughs> don't put it on a pencil. And they were like, well, now we're putting it on a pencil. <laughs> <laughs> and now we've lost it. What are you going to th- do? Throw a slow loris at us? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Good choice of animal. Yeah. Unexpected. <laughs> Uh, the next match is Chainsaw Charlie and McFoley versus the New Age Outlaws in a I dumpster match. I like this match. It was good. Does, does Cactus Jack just change his, um, change his gimmick when he fancies? Yeah, slightly. McFoley just... Is it, yeah, McFoley. Yeah, I just, think at just, this just, point, just, what we're having is... Interchanges it. There's a, bit, there's a bit of a sense of the reality coming in. Right. And so he's been mankind. And then yeah. they do a gimmick where he plays a guy called Dude Love yeah. based on when he was a sort of backyard wrestler mm. he, he filmed the thing where he was a joke character called Dude Love and mm. then they put that on air and they did a great thing where he was sort of split personality yeah. and he took on Triple H in Madison Square Garden in a, in a sort of hardcore match mm. and that was the really sort of attached to his previous character Cactus Jack and he came out as Cactus Jack and the place went bananas yeah. so odd that someone that you've seen <laughs> loads and loads of times as soon as they put on a different t-shirt you're like this guy's fresh again <laughs> and he really was and it was this, this combination there's a weird thing they do here as well with with Terry Funk mm. where they call him Chainsaw Charlie <laughs> and 
he literally comes out in a t-shirt that says on it, Funk <laughs> yeah. University. And Road Dog in his thing where he's doing on the mic at the start, he goes, Terry Funk's got a... What, what is this Chainsaw I'm, Charlie shit? I've never... Well, the thing that gets me is, like, I'm new to this. Yeah. Fucking... Just meet me halfway, guys. Come on. Absolutely. Stop just, being silly. Just because you've got a chainsaw, you don't become a Chainsaw Charlie. Right? Yeah. I don't know what a Chainsaw I Charlie know, yeah. is, but it's a sort of like... <laughs> there, there's a, the weird... The odd thing is, I suppose it's like a bit like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and there was right. another guy who they used to wrestle in these death matches. It was called Leatherface, mm. who was the character from that. So I don't know whether someone who knows nothing about Terry Funk had watched something and sort of gone, that's the guy from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And when they'd gone, oh, he used to fight Cactus Jack abroad, the guy had gone, yes, <laughs> the, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And they'd given him Chainsaw Charlie. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I mean, it's whoever so came up with confusing. Chainsaw Charlie, uh, it's uh, absolutely appalling. Road Dog looks like a member of Call Chamber. He does. <laughs> He's got that kind of those tight dreads sort of things. And you, you look at, again, we've seen Road Dog about three or four times mm. doing this, and in the space of a year, six months, something magical's happened. Mm. His body's changed, his, his looks cool, people really like him, he's got a great gimmick that's yeah. not really a gimmick, it's just an extension of who he is. Uh, Billy Gunn. Yeah, you know, he's been he's been in the background for the last four years. Suddenly, mm. he looks like a, a a fucking main eventer in this. There was this. Um, there was a bit where the camera does some great work where the ladders up and badass and cactus <laughs> <laughs> they fall off the ladder and they land in the bin mm. and you don't see the bin until the last minute and I genuinely caught myself going ah <laughs> like real glee going ah I didn't expect that <laughs> even though I knew the bin had been there all the time uh, but yeah. the camera just pulls back and it's a lovely bit but seeing a 53 year old Terry Funk being powerbombed to a fucking bin yeah how is that allowed uh, uh, but he would go on I mean through the through the, the late 90s so 97 mm. he was in ECW and how having m- much more extreme <laughs> matches than this. And, you know, he's, he's, just, uh, he's just such... I love Terry Funk. Mm. I, I thought as well, he's 53 and he gets the sort of tie- tag team champion. I thought, is he one of the oldest people to ever hold yeah. a championship? For like one day. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and like, they gave them, I think, to Moolah and Mae Young when they were in their 70s and 80s right. as a sort of, you know, a bit of fun. They'd get the women's championship mm. or the hardcore championship went to some old people, Pat Patterson and Gerald Briscoe. But mm. Vince McMahon became champion at 54. So even... I mean, but Funk looks like he's about 70. He's just, he's brilliant. The, the, this was not the original plan for, for the match. Cactus okay. Jack had actually said, Mick Foley had said, can I wrestle Terry Funk in a death match like we used to do in Japan? And everyone was like, yes, I think we will. This is, you know, it, they were old enough. I think they'd done them in about 95. And by this time, the tapes had come through. Yeah, and, and people were familiar with it and they, they went, because, oh, this is going to be fucking and mental. because as wrestling got bigger, people began tape trading. Mm. There was internet stuff where you could begin to begin, you'd see these short gifts and mm. things. And they really were violent bloodbaths. Yeah. And uh, they were sort of like, I think, yeah, you know, now is the time. Let's do this. It's Foley versus Funk in a death match at mm. WrestleMania. Um, when they got Mike Tyson, the media began concentrating much more on WWF and they thought, do you know what, we probably don't want like to this go too gruesome yeah. match that will just turn everyone off, you know, whose new eyes on it. Mm. So that was scrapped in right. exchange for this. Bit of a shame. The last time we saw Terry Funk at WrestleMania, I think it's WrestleMania 2? Yes. Long time ago. He was certainly ago. at WrestleMania 2, yeah. Yeah, a long, long time mm. ago. And, and just... I mean that's I mean that's astonishing. That's a sort of twelve, thirteen year gap. Mm. That's why he's such a remarkable wrestler. At WrestleMania two, he was coming to the end of his career, and then here he is at fourteen. You know, in in a, in a semi main event, what <laughs> driving a, a forklift truck and shouting. 
I like his I like his sort of thing of shouting when he's in that forklift truck where he's just he's sort of won and he's just looking at the cameraman and going, What are you doing? <laughs> like he doesn't know where he is. Like he's sort of suddenly woken up and he's just in this nightmare. And, and his shirt lifted up at the back and his back's bleeding. <laughs> oh, it's all go- he's got, got a, kind of, it's like a bruise, like a, bruise a dinner plate. A bruise that's so kind of like violent, it started coming out the skin. Oh, the blood started coming out the skin. Absolutely. I, I, I am disgusting plum Terry <laughs> Funk and I am going off <laughs> in this backstage area of an arena. Oh, mate. Um, I had uh, a quick look, because we talked about this before, about what an ass man is. Right, yes. Um, so, uh, someone uh, has written down his theme song that he used in the WWE. Yes. Um, in Guns... <laughs> I love this, like it's like a proper treatise. In Guns' WWE theme song, Ass Man, <laughs> Gunn <laughs> is ambiguous about his own sexuality, claiming to be a lover of asses of any kind. Oh. Further adding, the best surprises always sneak up from behind. <laughs> However... Later in the song, Gunn did reveal that girls don't walk behind me on the street because when they look at Gunn's own ass, Gunn can feel the heat. Uh, Gunn is currently married to his second wife. (laughs) (laughs) I showed you a bit earlier a foam bum. Right, so... We've had the foam fingers, <laughs> which have turned into the blue foam hands, <laughs> just like a palm. Um, now, it's just a bum, Mark. It's a bum with a bit of lower leg on it. Yeah. And there's a big sort of lipstick mark <laughs> that would be, I mean... Literally, like, right cock on where the anus would yeah, be. Yeah, and, and it, says around it, it says around it, check out my ass. <laughs> I mean, I, it's, do you know what, do you know what, though? That's, that's a man's ass there. Yeah. And you're going, check out my arse. I don't know. <laughs> I, d- I don't know what you're trying to... What? Why? What do you, what do you want? Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> check but, out my arse. What, what do either of us get out of this? It's made of form. Do you put it on your hand? Do you put it on your head? Do you put it on your own arse? I don't understand. It, How if does you that put it on your own arse, you're not going to be able to check out that person's arse. Yeah, you're covering up the arse. This is an advert. <laughs> it's saying, check out my arse. You know? And then people can scrutinise, yes. Mm. So is it on their hand and then check out my arse and then the next ear is look at the hand with the arse on it saying check out my arse and then the arse. I mean, legally what we call that is an invitation to treat. (laughs) That is very much saying check out my arse. Well, that is, if you like, a a slight sort of blanket agreement that that arse may be checked out. out. (laughs) The, the, The question is, of course, is what each party believes is meant by the phrase check out. Yeah. I mean... Some, I don't know. some people would think that that was uh, uh, a thorough. It's tr- a thorough <laughs> no, no, check. A thorough check. The sort of the, a doctor. Uh, you, what if you're a doctor mm. who has gloves on him? Yep. Yep. <sighs> it's trouble, isn't it? This is this is the sort of stuff that I think you know wrestling is bad at. It doesn't have <laughs> the T's and C's. It, it doesn't have a uniform understanding <laughs> of matters of consent <laughs> when it comes to checking out asses. Yeah. It needs to be remedied. And, and uh, with enough wrestlers in the dock, we, we kind of know how... <laughs> that they don't have much of a clue either. Yeah, I, it's delightful when Funk wins, though. I'm really excited yeah. by that. Um, it's fun. It's, they, 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 it's a silly match as well, where you have to put men inside a giant dumpster yeah. and then jam the top down with a forklift. I mean, wrestling is the greatest, the sport of kings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it. I really did enjoy that one. Mm. Uh, but it did get, the, the decision get, did get reversed on Raw the next night. It was a dusty finish and uh, they decided yes. that it was the incorrect uh, bin to go in. It was oh, a different oh, bin. I mean, again, a different bin, guys. again, you know, your, your, your level of going... 
you know, you got to throw them in a bin and you go, oh, well, you didn't get the rules right. Mate, there's no fucking rules here. Look, <laughs> you're making it up as you go along. <laughs> the plaintiff has three names that you've given him. <laughs> Chainsaw Charlie and fucking Terry Funk. Yeah. Have we got a, a chance to just go rattle through the next two, do you Yeah, reckon? let's get them in. Let's get let's them in. Do let's, it. let's do it. It's, it's a tour, guys. It's a tour. Uh, Undertaker versus Kane with Paul Bearer. Yeah, Paul Bearer's back without his makeup and looking more disgusting than ever. <laughs> he's got proper chestnut hair. Oh. Oh, he has got a good old fat, hasn't he? Yeah, Fair he player. is. He is spectacularly fat. <laughs> he really is. He's got one of those kind of... You know when you put, like, a fat suit on, like, Eddie Murphy to do a film? <laughs> yeah. You go, no one's face is that. Oh, no. Or, yeah. like, or like that fat cub from the Disney Avatar. What's No, the film Up. The Pixar film, yeah, up. the little kid, that fat that little fat kid. cub. He looks like that. He looks like that fat cub. <laughs> and there's a bit where Undertaker punches him, and he rarely sort of takes bumps. Yeah, and he does take a bump, and he and it's, he's just like a little weeble. He's absolutely repulsive. <laughs> uh, well the, done. The, this is uh, where you see the Poop Dog 316. <laughs> the it? lightning. There's a lot of lightning sort of put in in post. What I presume because you can't do a lot of this stuff like live because you need to know exactly where Undertaker's hands were and stuff. Yeah, it looks impossible to do uh, for a pay per view. But I guess. Why else would it be there? Why else would it be there? Maybe yeah. they're pre-recorded. Maybe well, I don't know. Don't know. I mean, they oh. used to. They used to sort of. I mean, they did used to do a lot of pyrotechnic stuff. Mm. So uh, I actually, do you know what? I I slightly switched off during this one. I found it too <laughs> plodding. It's, it doesn't help by the fact that Undertaker and Kane over the next decade would face each other again and again and again and again. Right. So they all sort of just blur into one. Once you've seen one, you've really seen them I'm all. I'm gonna fight your brother, are you? Yeah, I'm gonna fight your brother. <laughs> okay. did, you, did you know that the Undertaker's uh, dad, mum died because the Undertaker did something right? <laughs> burned his kid's face. Wouldn't it be weird if, like, they sort of went, well, that's what the monsters do, but then they sort of just did one with two normal wrestlers and went, yeah, he, he actually set a fire and killed his mum. <laughs> Just go, what are you doing? This is horrible. I just read out the actual crimes that each wrestler has kind of done. <laughs> Drunk driving. Oh, Raw's going to four hours this week. <laughs> um, there's a little bit at the start where they have Pete Rose uh, yes. come in. And he is uh, also known uh, by the nickname Charlie Hustle. Uh, he was uh, a big Major League Baseball player. Really, mm. really huge. Yeah. Went on to be a manager and then he got sort of barred from baseball for life uh, because he bet on the outcome of some of the matches of the teams right. he was managing. And he always said, I only ever bet that they'd win. Yeah. Um, that didn't turn out to be, <laughs> to be necessarily no. true. Um, so he was basically given a lifetime ban from baseball, yeah. and he, that gave you total ineligibility for the Hall of Fame. Okay. Which is sort of, sort of a bit unfair. Well, it's, it's a rather terrible way to end your career, isn't it? It is. Betting I suppose. Your own team. Yeah, and I suppose you've got to sort of, like, you know, say. Well, don't do it. Someone else has learnt, haven't they? Yeah. But he comes out here and he takes a really good tombstone pile driver from yeah. Kane. And it just, he does it really, really well. I was, I can't really think of like who the equivalent would be here. <laughs> like Bruce Grobelar. It would be, yeah, no, but less, I guess, le- less outspoken. It would be like, uh, who was someone, Paul McGrath. It would uh-huh. be Paul McGrath. <laughs> Pers- a man with personal problems. It's gone through a lot. <laughs> well, I was reading about Pete Rose. He they put him in the WWE Hall of Fame. He yeah. was the first celebrity entrant. Okay, and I, I, that was sort of quite a sweet thing, really, knowing he can't go into the Hall of Fame for his, <laughs> but you still, I'm in a Hall of Fame. That's quite sweet. <laughs> well, he uh, doesn't he do this kind of skit three times? Yeah, it keeps on going. And <laughs> next year, I, I seem to remember being really quite funny. It's because he's really got into it by this point, and it's just it's just a nice thing that that Kane, this terrifying figure, is having a long running feud with a man in his sixties who is not part of this world. 
world. Funny. Uh, Kane actually does induct him into the Hall of Fame. They did. Oh, nice. Pete Rose did nothing but work with Kane, so that was really sweet. Um, but I, I, I was reading about him, and he he did actually he did actually really you know he, he's got a good life. Yeah. He makes a million dollars a year just yeah. doing the autograph Give things. Yeah. So good on Pete Rose. Who oh, yeah, actually he got in trouble for not um, declaring tax on his signings. And stuff like oh, that. oh yes, no, he went to prison for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Yeah. yeah. He didn't pay tax from uh, the money he received from selling autographs and memorabilia and from horse racing winnings. He sounds so much fun. Loves um, gambling, doesn't he? Yeah, he was sentenced to five months in the medium security prison camp uh, in Marion, Illinois. Um, <laughs> it's just weird that, like, the whole conceit is that Kane, a, a monster from another dimension, <laughs> is somehow <laughs> having a pitched battle, is really put out by a, 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 a retired yeah. uh, baseball manager coming in and going, this town sucks. I saw You're going, how? Some, I saw, have some respect. There is something funny about the idea <laughs> of them going, what does Pete Rose do? Pete Rose makes bad choices. <laughs> and he comes to WWE and he makes a bad choice because yeah. he, he does it in front of Kane. There's something funny about that. That's yeah. good sort of, you know, and good on him for doing it. Um, Undertaker, he comes out with when this entrance is there and he's really like, this is nailed. He, he's yeah. smiling a little bit on this one. He's really <laughs> pleased. And the match itself, people really wanted to see this match. And it was exciting. It was one of the first times people were kicking out of the, like, the Tombstone pile drivers, And that made Undertaker competitive. Yeah. A lot of the time before, he'd been this sort of zombie. Mm. And then he'd sort of slowly, methodically do it. And now he's got the pace up. He's like a proper, you know, exciting wrestler. Yeah. He's going, he's, he has some good years from here. Mm. And it's just, he's really, really good in this. He does a dive over the top rope, lands straight on the Spanish announcer's table. Oh, yeah. Hugo Savinovich is back, and there's just a great bit where <laughs> Undertaker's landed, and Hugo Savinovich has been hit in some way, but he's swiveled on the chair, so his legs are sort of pointing over that way, and his head is on the seat, and he's just stock still <laughs> on this Hugo Savinovich. It's a proper good bit. If, you, if in any circumstances, if you came into a room and Hugo Savinovich was on a chair like that, you'd just go, "What the fuck has happened here? What? what are the, are you, you know, what's going on? Are you possessed?" <laughs> Probably good. Magic. Um, really good. And then the main event, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus yes. uh, Shawn Michaels. Um, Mike Tyson is there as the special enforcer. Uh, he spent four months goading Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, and at the end, he sides with Austin. He makes the three count. And yes. uh, reveals that he's in Austin's corner all along. Makes no sense whatsoever. None. Absolutely none. Mm. I think even in this match, he sort of interferes and sort of costs him the match and then five minutes later he's like I'm on your side it's like well Mike you've not been that helpful I, I appreciate you doing the subterfuge yeah but actually you, you, you've, you've kind been of held halfway through at, to at, do the first. at times you've actually been a hindrance <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit weird um, Shawn Michaels came into this and this was his last uh, match in the WWF for about four years right he uh, he'd, he'd done his back in yes and I think it was a combination of he did have a bad back, but his attitude was so toxic and his lifestyle had become so awful mm. that he needed to get out. Yeah. And I think he I think he also not just from a sense of he'd reached the end of the road physically, I think he'd actually realised that everybody hated him and that you just needed to get away. Mm. And uh, when he came back a lot of people, you know, didn't trust him. He came back in 2002. Right. A lot of people didn't trust him. He'd since converted to Christianity and from that point on he just made pretty much his whole career was making amends with everyone and actually proving that he had entirely changed. Mm. Um, some of the funny things about it are that Shawn Michaels' attitude was so bad uh, at this time that The Rock 
he never ever worked with Shawn Michaels. Right. They never had a single match. Mm. And it was because by the time Shawn Michaels came back, Rock was on top and he was like, I remember what he was like and I don't want anything to do with him. <laughs> so th- we never got a Rock Shawn Michaels match. Okay. As a result of the thing. Ah. Um, this match, Austin and Michaels both very disappointed with it. Oh, what, they didn't like doing it? They didn't uh, think it was very good? Uh, th- there, was, there was nerves about it in advance. Um, the Undertaker uh, waited uh, by the, the gorilla position where they come in, mm. uh, taping his hands. This is, uh, uh, might be apocryphal, but mm. certainly Stone Cold Steve Austin has said something similar happened, um, where the Undertaker taped his hands and he was basically saying to Shawn Michaels, if you don't go out there and just do this properly, I will come out there and I will beat the shit out of you. Um, in <laughs> Michaels' autobiography, he says that Undertaker had said to him, look, if there's any funny business, you know, and you, you don't end up just doing this like you're supposed to, I will pound you to death. Yeah. Uh, and so he's been given pretty much his marching orders. He goes out there and whether or not, there's a, a lot of people say there was no back injury, you know, at all. He was just... He, he just, just realised that he'd gone too far with yeah, the old screwdriver. Yeah, and, and he, needed, he needed to go. Mm. Um, he does get his bum out in this, right? So oh, that's a great... With his, wrestles with his bum out. Do you know, do you know getting your bum out, is a funny thing. Ric Flair started doing it. And Ric Flair would often, on house shows, and I've, I saw him wrestle Bret Hart at Wembley Arena in about 1992, and he was going through a period where he was getting older, and he was enjoying himself, but he would enjoy himself in his own way. And there was a, a, a little bit where Bret Hart did a sunset flip, and he pulls down Ric Flair's shorts. And Ric Flair's shorts were pulled so far down, you could see the back of his balls. And Ric Flair didn't pull them back up. And he wrestles for the next five minutes with his trunks pretty much like at half mast. And everyone's, oh, God. And it was just for his own enjoyment. And you see Michaels do that. At no point does Michaels pull them back up because he's like, my bum is out. Yeah. I am having fun. Here's the attitude here. <laughs> Are we having fun? Bum. Can yeah. you see my bum? If you can see my bum... Lads, we're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> Sean gives some love to uh, Earl Hebner uh, before he comes in. He yes, says, he does. Uh, love, yeah. love, love to Earl. Um, and I, so I, got, I didn't know what was going on there, but he had a brain aneurysm at the time and uh, he was in intensive care. And right. I was like, oh, well, he must have died then. No, still with us. He refereed all in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, in fact, I, the Hebner's um, relationship with WWE, I think, came to an end over some kind of merchandise. Yeah, I think he was part of a class action suit as well for yeah. injuries, I think. I think as well. they were moved on because he was illegally selling merchandise. Oh, okay, right. It's some weird... Mm. So it's a horrible way to a, end a long career. His brother's a referee as well. They are twins, yes. <gasps> Earl and Dave. Why have they never used that? They have. Oh. 1998, when Andre won the WWF title, they did the famous twin referee. Where, oh, um, have I seen that? Uh, it, it's on a Saturday night's main event, but it leads right. up to WrestleMania 4 and the tournament that they right, have. Okay. Uh, we have talked about it. It's the, it's <laughs> the classic. Um, Austin said that, you know, Shawn Michaels, he worked as hard as he could. But they just there was something about it that night. They they didn't have matches, and you yeah. see Austin's matches at this time, and all of them are just nuclear heat. Really exciting. The mm. Royal Rumble where he throws the Rock out, which gets him to WrestleMania. The crowd are just. I mean, they're practically springing into the ring. They're so excited. Yeah. And this one just doesn't quite mm. click. It's it's a funny one. Mm. Shawn Michaels works really really hard. Austin is working really really hard, but ju- it's just one of those nights. It doesn't quite happen. Well, it, this is kind of like the show that um, Austin needs the title. So it's just kind of like, well, he's the new he's the new Don. He's the new boy, yeah. Hellot, and the new generation. Is. And and Michaels is very generous because he does the the you know he obviously does does, does the uh, the job. He gets pinned, yeah. But then there's a tiny bit afterwards where he has to 
sort of shove Mike Tyson so Mike Tyson can punch him. Mm. So you're losing once and then you're really losing, you know, again. You're going out with no dignity. So... I mean, a generous way to go out. Mm. I think it's, um, it is, it is, is, is fair to say you're that. Yeah. <laughs> I think he'd he, done. I think he certainly did. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I think, I think there's a comparison that I read where someone was saying, this is one of those things where this is your favourite team winning, you know, the Super Bowl, winning, yeah. win, it's your team winning the FA Cup, and the match itself is scrappy and mm. doesn't quite come alive. Yeah. But the thing is, you're already celebrating before the end because yeah. you're just going this is how things should be mm. um, and that's it really I mean it's it, it, it is a funny one this Wrestlemania I, I know it's an important one and nobody ever says it's a bad one mm. but I thought all the matches were quite bad, bad. Yeah. yeah I just the stars are great the matches they're in uh, they're just they're just not they're not up on the level that the stars were yeah weird weird one uh, a very weird one very strange mm. but we'll be back with more uh Wrestle me next time. Are we yeah. going straight into WrestleMania? Uh, well, I mean, I mean, I think we we might do. Someone suggested on Twitter, which I mm. thought was a really good idea. They were saying, "Let's. Why don't you just take Pete through a couple of matches from '98 that are yeah. important? Okay. One of those is the Hell in the Cell match between the Undertaker and Mick Foley. So he, that's the one where everyone gets a bit hurt. Everyone gets very, very badly damaged. <laughs> some of the, some yeah. of the most horrible things happen. I, so I think we'll do that. I think we'll probably yep. do the I Quit match between Foley and The Rock which okay. happened at the Royal Rumble in 99 we'll watch a bit of Beyond the Mat mm. and uh, do you know what I'd also like to do mm. maybe uh, it depends when, when how, how everything stacks out are you going to put me in a dumpster <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see your bum <laughs> <laughs> you can see a form representation of a man's bum <laughs> but I was thinking what we might do is we might uh, just as a, like, a little Christmas fun thing we might uh, go back to 1983 and mm. see uh, the first NWA Starcade, which took place in uh, either late November or December, can't remember which. Yeah. Uh, so that will be the 25th anniversary, and I think... Actually, it might be the 35th anniversary. Mm. Um, but I think you should see a little bit of NWA. Yeah. Uh, because those people, by and large, led transient hobo lifestyles, <laughs> which, if past experience has taught us anything, we enjoy talking about. Entertaining! <laughs> we'll be back next week. You're going to get to the show WrestleMePod uh, on Twitter, and you can also get in touch uh, at show at WrestleMePod.com. Do so. And leave us a review as well. Don't give us four stars, you fucking cunt. Yeah. Oh, it's not, it's not long enough. It's not long enough. I'll tell you what's yeah? not long enough. My, my patience. Dick. Suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, have I just absolutely mugged myself off there? <laughs> Rest on me, Mark. Rest on me, Peter. <laughs> Look at my bum. <laughs> Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.